Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Before we jump into our episode for today, just want to give you a reminder about the upcoming College and Career Retreat on February 9th and 10th in Greenville, North Carolina. It's going to be an exciting weekend filled with biblical preaching, times of worship, uh, the relevant breakout sessions, Q&As. We will have fun activities, opportunities for great community, uh, delicious food, of course. And if you're a leader, uh, we will have uh, training sessions uh, just for you tailored to campus ministry and college and career ministry. There is a early bird discount. Uh, If you register before January 1st, you'll get $10 off per registration. Cost is $40. That includes uh, your registration, food, snacks, and all of that. And you can get all the information and register online at CFCRetreat.com. Treats.com. And if you have any questions, please reach out. But we look forward to seeing you or your group there. So we're winding down our study and we looked at all the fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to come to this last study just to try to wrap it up. And it's this idea of how do we produce the fruit of the Spirit. We've looked at each one individually. And so we'll wrap all this up in this episode. Now, Paul is writing to believers in Galatians who are dealing with this they're dealing with false teachers who are twisting the truth. They're dealing with being hindered by people and teachings, uh, trying to discern which voices to listen to, and they're dealing with sin, the daily temptations, the sins, the sinful, powerful influence that it uh, holds in their lives, and they're dealing with people all around them. So you and I can identify. We have people that are twisting the truth all around us. We're trying to discern the voices, what we need to listen to and what not to listen to. Of course, we all struggle uh, with temptation, with sin, and then just dealing with people. Jesus commands us to love one another. That's the second great commandment. And so the people that Paul is writing to are no different than what, or, or dealing with nothing different than what we are dealing with on a daily basis. And so as we look here in our passage, there are three key elements that Paul brings out about how we can produce the fruit of the Spirit. I'm just going to read three verses here. He says this to begin, but if you be, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up one more verse. For the Uh, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then he goes in talking about the flesh, the lust against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. But then he says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Then if we go down past the list of sins, the list of fruit of the Spirit, he comes back and says this, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so I see three key elements. He says, walk in the Spirit, if we're led by the Spirit, and if we live in the Spirit. So let's look at these briefly here on our episode. Number one, to walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk? Well, guess what? It means to walk. There's nothing deeper. It just means to walk. It means this, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. You're never running ahead, and you're never lagging behind. And notice, it's a command. The other two are conditional, but this one is a command, also a command that's tied to a promise. And so if we're going to walk with the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of the Spirit, we can't get ahead of the Holy Spirit. And we do this often in our life, just jumping ahead, doing what we want to do, 
moving forward, or sometimes we lag behind. The Holy Spirit's directing us, the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, and we're going, mm, maybe later. Mm, is that really the voice of the Holy Spirit? Mm, is that me? Is that Satan? And so sometimes we can get behind or we can get ahead. But if we're going to walk in the Spirit, we're in step with the Spirit. And the promise there that's connected is you you uh, you cannot do the things that you would. That's that's the hindrance. This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we go down in verse 17, it says, so that you cannot do the things that you would. That's what the flesh does. It hinders us from doing the things that we want to do. That's the battle of the flesh and the Spirit, which we consistently experience every single day in our life. And the p- secret that Paul lets us in on is is by walking in the flesh, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you struggle with the temptation of the flesh? Do you struggle with the temptation of your eyes, of what the flesh wants, of dealing with sin? Then this command, walk in the Spirit, promises that if you'll do this, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is the secret to overcoming sin. This is the secret of overcoming or getting victory of sin in our lives. So how do we walk in the Spirit? If there's such a powerful promise tied to it, how do we walk in the Spirit? One writer said this, God made man to be indwelt by him. The human spirit was to be the home of the Holy Spirit. The human spirit in harmony with the indwelling spirit was to do this, was to control the soul, mind, emotions, will, as well as the senses, functions, and needs of the body. Man inhabited thus by God would exhibit to the universe God. And I love what he says here. He says, the human spirit in harmony with the indwelling spirit. And so you and I have a free will. And we have the ability to choose what we want to do. But I love how he says harmony there. So you and I have the ability to choose whether we'll be in harmony with the Holy Spirit or not. And walking in the Spirit, while we can overcome the sins that we struggle with, is because walking in the Spirit is giving the Holy Spirit control of our soul, our mind, that's our thought life, our emotions, how we're reacting uh, to things that are going on, our will, whether we will do something in obedience or not, as well as our senses, our eyes, what we feel, touch, see, uh, taste, our functions, and the needs of the body. That's so often where lust comes into play. We give in to our needs uh, that are not holy. And so walking in the Spirit means we are purposely in harmony with the Holy Spirit. It means we're walking hand in hand. What makes you in harmony with someone else? Well, obviously you have to know that person very well. You both want similar things. You both want similar desires, dreams, goals. Maybe you think the same. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit has to take the lead, and you're willing to walk with the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit leads you. Secondly, if we're going to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we must be led by the Spirit. Notice this is a condition. If you be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So it's a conditional choice that has a beneficial result. Led means to bring with or to carry along or to allow one to lead. If you allow the Holy Spirit to bring you with Him, to carry you along in your decisions and actions, then guess what? You are no longer led by the law. You see, a person who has called upon Jesus Christ to save them has transferred leadership. 
from following the law to following the Holy Spirit. There's great freedom in Jesus Christ. We talk about that. And that freedom is not a license, as Paul says, or an excuse for you and I to sin. Hey, I'm free so I can do whatever I want to. You are freed from the bondage of trying to keep the law and then given the freedom to follow the Spirit. But the Spirit's going to lead us. If we're led by the Spirit, the Spirit will instruct us on what to do, what not to do. The, the Bible even talks about that God's law is written on our hearts. Why is that? Well, so we'll have a desire to obey Him out of love rather than duty. So if we're led by the Spirit, we're not under the law. So how are we led by the Spirit? Let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to follow someone that does not know where they're going? They're trying to figure it out. That can be frustrating. It can be a waste of time. You may never even get to where you're trying to go. Now, have you followed someone who knows exactly where they're going? You get there easily. It's efficient. You would easily follow them again. You and your flesh do not know how to get there in life, to obtain goals, to get to the end result. But the Spirit knows exactly how to get there. The question is, who will we follow? Will we follow our flesh or will we follow the Spirit? Another writer said this, Being led by the Holy Spirit involves the desire to hear, the readiness to obey God's Word, and the sensitivity to discern between your feelings and His promptings. Live each day controlled and guided by the Holy Spirit. Then the words of Christ will be in your mind, the love of Christ in your actions, and the power of Christ will help you control your selfish desires. And I think the important thing there is discerning between your feelings and his promptings. And I would believe that's a struggle that many people uh, struggle with to understand, uh, to know, is that the Holy Spirit? Is that me? Is it just my thoughts? Is that Satan? Uh, we understand Satan's never going to prompt us to do something good or to do something beneficial or to share the gospel or to encourage someone, to reach out to someone. And so, so many times we battle with what is the voice and we're trying to discern between our feelings and his promptings. Uh, but too many times we fail to heed the Spirit's promptings. We fail to follow the Spirit because we're battling in our mind whether that's us or not. And so many times the Holy Spirit's leading. And so being led by the Spirit means you are in harmony with Him. And if you and I are in harmony with Him, then we're going to be able to discern our feelings versus His promptings. Does it line up with Scripture? Does it line up with the commands to, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, or to love others as yourself? And as we ask that question, that will let us know if we're being led by the Spirit. And then lastly, here in our passage, he talks about living in the Spirit. So, what does it mean to live in the Spirit? If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. See how it comes full circle? He began with that, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then he comes down, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So if we're living in the Spirit, we're going to walk in the Spirit. And if we're walking in the Spirit, we are there living in the Spirit. What does it mean, or what does it mean to live somewhere? What does that entail? Where it, well, it's where you spend the most of your time. It's where you always come back to. It should be a place of peace of safety, a place that's relaxing. Living in the Spirit gives the idea of being a spiritual person. That's where you live. So if you're going to be a spiritual person, then allow that to be lived out in your life, visible for others to see. It is very possible to be an inward spiritual person, 
But Jesus commands us to also be an outward spiritual person so that others will do what? They will see God in us. If we're going to live in the Spirit, then you must also walk in the Spirit. We end up right where we started. And if we're living in the Spirit, these should be outward evidences of something that God is doing on the inside. That's why it is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And then secondly, to love others as yourself, to love your neighbor as yourself. Love is seen in action. It's not just seeing something that's on the inside. It has to come out in action. So how do we live in the Spirit? Well, living carries the idea of being somewhere all the time. This is a daily recognition of the Holy Spirit. And so many times we neglect the Holy Spirit. We pray to God, we talk to Jesus, but we miss, forget uh, God in us. Think about it. God has given us every single thing we need to be victorious in this Christian life. It's the Holy Spirit that resides in us. That's why if we'll walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Everything we need is at our fingertips. But so often we forget, we neglect, we don't tap into the resource that God has given us. So this daily recognition of the Holy Spirit is daily seeking His guidance. It's daily listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. The Holy Spirit... Jesus said the Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth. It's a daily interacting in prayer and through the Word of God. If the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, He will illuminate or shine the light on the Holy Scriptures so that we can understand them. The Holy Spirit has an integral part of you and I following God's will, of knowing God, of knowing what to do in life, of what is right, what is wrong. Uh, But it can be so easy in life to get busy and totally neglect the Holy Spirit. We can still be a well-intentioned believer who loves the Lord and is actually serving Him, but not be walking nor living in the Spirit. But the one thing that helps us the most is often the one thing that we often, so often neglect. Now, Jesus Christ has given us all the tools we need to live a victorious life, no matter what circumstances we may find ourselves in. The key is acknowledging the Holy Spirit in our lives and transferring leadership over to Him. As we do this, we possess all the tools. You possess all the tools that you need to live a victorious Christian life. This is the secret of the Christian life. So how are you in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Are you walking in the Spirit? Hand in hand, not getting ahead, not lagging behind. Are you being led by the Spirit? You're listening for that voice. You're discerning between your feelings and His promptings. That's where the struggle is. And I would say, if anything, by application, work through the voice that you're hearing. And when you hear the Holy Spirit, obey. Because the Bible says it is awful for you and I to grieve the Holy Spirit. We do that when we do not obey or do not follow through with the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So as the Holy Spirit talks to you today and this week, follow what the Holy Spirit says. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.